Welcome to Experience This, where you'll find inspiring examples of customer experience, great stories of customer service, and tips on how to make your customers love you even more. Always upbeat and definitely entertaining, customer retention expert Joey Coleman and social media expert Dan Gingas serve as your hosts for a weekly dose of positive customer experience. So hold on to your headphones, it's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we discuss. How to work from home, from a coffee shop, creative evolution to the classroom experience, and how not juice became a hit for a juice company. Caffeinating, protecting, and hydrating. Oh my. With a pandemic sweeping the globe and shifting the way organizations interact with their customers, many of the old ways of operating just don't work anymore. As we all navigate a COVID-19 world, it's time to redesign the experience. Friends, it has been a crazy few months, to say the least. And as Dan and I thought about this season and how we might address the elephant in the room that is COVID-19 and the impact it has had on customer and employee experiences around the world, we realized that it made sense to create a special segment of our show that's all about redesigning the experience in light of COVID-19. And the idea here is that COVID-19, while a horrible pandemic and one that affected people in lots of terrible ways, has actually also evoked some customer experience changes that we think are going to be around for a long time after the pandemic is done. And a lot of those changes are actually good. And so since we love talking about positive experiences, we felt like we needed to frame it in such a way to say, hey, this is a story that we're telling you because it's new since the pandemic and because of the pandemic. And in fact, we decided that this episode, because we introduced this new segment, we're so excited to bring it to you. We're actually going to do three segments that are all redesigning the experience. We hope you enjoy it. And as always, let us know if you have any comments or feedback. With so much confusion about restaurants and retailers closing and then reopening and then maybe reclosing, it's difficult for these industries to stay top of mind with customers. And companies across industries have been challenged with how to talk about COVID-19 without pandering or repeating what's already been said a hundred times. Oh, you mean like telling us about your, quote, enhanced cleaning procedures, close quote? Exactly. You know, they were all enhanced. They weren't better or improved or... Just enhanced. Lots of enhanced cleaning everywhere. Yes. So the, the coffee and, dare I say, marketing pioneers at Starbucks recently sent an email to customers offering a unique resource that is perfectly applicable to today's stay-at-home world. Downloadable virtual backgrounds featuring real Starbucks stores. So in other words, you can attend your next Zoom meeting looking like you're sitting at a Starbucks. 
<laughs> I love this because it won't at all feel like Starbucks in your house, but it can at least look like Starbucks. Exactly. So the email said, quote, no matter where you are, you can feel like you're at your favorite Starbucks anytime with a new collection of virtual backgrounds for your next video meeting. Now, the collection features these beautiful views from Starbucks stores around the world, giving the person the sense that they're sitting right there and obviously giving the viewers you know, on the other side of the call the sense that the person is sitting right there. I mean, one of my favorites was a store in Japan that has a ceiling design that is made from more than 2,000 wooden sticks. And these sticks are just coming down almost like daggers out of the ceiling. It's really interesting looking. There's one that's an outside view that is gorgeous in the in Seattle, which as we know is Starbucks's hometown. There are even video backgrounds of Starbucks cold brew and nitro beverages that are actually moving in the cup. I don't even like coffee and I want a nitro just because of the name. It's so exciting. You know what I love about this idea, Dan, is so many people have settled into this idea of working from home and using Zoom or some other video conferencing service every day. And they want to show a little more personalization by customizing a virtual background. Or they want to hide the fact that they haven't folded the laundry by customizing a virtual background. Or they make it want to seem like they're in a nicer place than they actually live by customizing the virtual background. The moral of the story is the folks at Starbucks saw this as an opportunity to participate in a different yet familiar way in their customers' lives. They're able to create these free downloadable backgrounds that create some connection to the customer because it kind of feels like a Starbucks, but it's not like this overly branded, you are sponsored by Starbucks now. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think as a marketer, this campaign is brilliant in its simplicity. I mean, it perfectly fits the Starbucks brand. And it's fun without being intrusive or salesy, as you say. And it taps into people's emotions. I mean, the people are feeling right now. We all want to return back to normal. We want to be sitting at the Starbucks again, even if we don't like coffee. And it also wasn't likely very costly because after all, Starbucks already owned these images, right? So this was not a particularly expensive campaign as far as I can tell. So what can your company do to connect with customers during this unique time? We actually have three ideas. Joey, you want to start us off? Sure, Dan. I think the first thing is to find something that resonates with your customers at an emotional level. I mean, let's be honest, it's never been easier to show empathy to customers because we know exactly what they're going through. We're all going through the same thing here. And yet it's surprising how few brands are putting empathy first, how few brands are acknowledging that their customers, like them, are stuck at home. They're missing their family and friends. They're fearful of contracting COVID-19 or infecting others. We should all be able to relate to that. And so I think being able to harness into some type of an emotional connection with your customers is a great place to start. Secondly, make sure that the concept connects back to your brand. Now, last season in episode 94, when we had a COVID-19 episode, we talked about Charles Schwab sending a unique email about resources to help customers through a volatile stock market when everyone else was sending those same enhanced cleaning procedures emails. Now, if we had Schwab offering virtual backgrounds of its bank branches... (laughs) 
Or for that matter, Starbucks offering stock market advice, it probably wouldn't work. Stay in your lane, people. Stay in your lane. So companies need to find something that is quintessentially their brand. And as we know with Starbucks, their brand is all about that third place, right? Home, work, Starbucks. And bringing that third place into the home when we can't get out to it is quintessentially the Starbucks brand. Absolutely, Dan. And you know, the other thing about it is so many people have a strong, visceral, emotional connection to sitting in Starbucks, doing their email, writing their next business plan, you know, writing their novel, dreaming up what they're going to do next, just surfing the web. So pretending, quote unquote, you are in Starbucks by having that virtual Zoom background is not a big leap. I mean, to your point about Schwab, if it was pretending that you were sitting in a bank branch, I don't know about you, and this is nothing against Schwab, but I don't have these fond multitude of memories from throughout my life of sitting in a bank. I have plenty of memories of sitting in, sitting in coffee shops. And so I think that brings us to our third point, which is have fun with this. You know, everybody is feeling unbelievable levels of stress, unbelievable levels of uncertainty. There is a huge opportunity, I would posit, for every brand on the planet to have some fun. Everyone's looking for a little release from the stress of the last few months. Everyone's looking for a little bit of a pressure valve turn for the stress of what we anticipate the next few months are going to be. I mean, we need something to shake things up. And now is a great opportunity to get some of your most creative and funny and interesting employees together and brainstorm ideas for capturing your customers' hearts and in the process, maybe a little bit of their wallet. With a pandemic sweeping the globe and shifting the way organizations interact with their customers, many of the old ways of operating just don't work anymore. As we all navigate a COVID-19 world, it's time to redesign the experience. In the last segment, we talked about the redesigned and redefined experience of work in the COVID-19 era, but there's another aspect of life that is being impacted in families around the world right now and in the USA in particular. I'm guessing there's a chance you're talking about the school experience. (laughs) Exactly, Dan. I don't know about you, and I know your kids are a little bit older, but I feel like this conversation has been the ongoing conversation with every other set of parents uh, or parent out there that I know. And as all parents try to navigate the shifting sands of in-person socially distanced school or remote virtual school or some pod hybrid combination of in-person and remote, let's just be honest, it's a world with many, many options, most of which And with all due respect to the teachers and the administrators who are trying to make this work, most of which feel pretty messy and not that ideal for the teachers or the parents, let alone the students. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, first of all, even different schools in neighboring suburbs are making different decisions, which I think is the first thing that's very curious. The other thing, though, is that depending on your student and how they learn and their personality, one or the other may be better for them. I mean, I'll give you an example. My daughter, who's 12, is pretty much an introvert, and she loves staying at home, and she thinks she learns more staying at home. And so the virtual thing doesn't bother her as much. My son, who's an extrovert, he's 14, 
it kills him to be at home all the time. He wants to be out at school. So that's kind of adding to the whole complexion of the debate around this. Oh, 100%. And then add on top of that. So we look at the personalities, but let's just also look at the ages. You know, your kids are older than my kids. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And as I look at my kids' scenarios, you know, to ask either of my boys to socially distance at school, that will maybe last for six and a half minutes before they will be all over the other kids. And it's not because they're bad kids. It's because, oh, did I mention they are seven and four? Like you can't ask a four-year-old to play with other four-year-olds and not touch them, not be close to them, not share with them. I saw a meme online today that showed a picture of, you know, a mom greeting a little kid getting off the school bus and the kid has a mask on and the line the mom is saying is, oh, Billy, that's not the mask you went to school with today. And the kid is saying, I know, Timmy's mask was cooler. So he traded with Johnny and Johnny traded with me. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, but it's so true. Like it was, it was put out there hopefully as a pressure release for people to not, you know, uh, be anxious about these fears of their kids going to school. But I, I saw it and I was like, no, the reason it's funny, like most jokes is because there's an element of truth to it. And let's be clear, friends, Dan and I don't have a horse in this race. Okay, the arguments for and against in-person schooling or remote schooling during a pandemic could take up every episode for the rest of this season and probably the next 10 seasons of Experience This, for that matter, okay? But because we're a show all about experience, we wanted to share a story out of Florida that we came across that seemed very much in alignment with the Experience This philosophy of finding creative ways to create remarkable experiences, So as we redesign every type of experience we have, we wanted to highlight the work of two teachers who have created a very interesting experience in their classroom. Two first grade teachers in DeLand, Florida, transformed their students' desks into little Jeeps in an effort to make social distancing less scary for their students. Patricia Dovey and Kim Martin teach at St. Barnabas Episcopal School. They spent a week redesigning the desks, which feature tires, headlights, and license plates made from construction paper. Three-sided plastic dividers that serve as windshields and side windows, while also serving the practical purpose of being sneeze guards. The desks, which are spaced far apart, are the only place where students are permitted to remove their face masks. Now, what's so fascinating about this story is that the teachers have created a space, a space that makes students feel safe while also following the recommended health and safety guidelines. As Ms. Martin explains, quote, our school gave us plexiglass trifolds, which we felt would overwhelm our little ones. So we took the design and turned them into little Jeeps. We had a little meet the teacher session and we gave them keys to their car and told them that just like a motor vehicle, you have to stay in your car at all times and wear a mask when you get out in case you come across hazardous conditions. So we're playing on this vehicle concept to turn social distancing fun and more kid-friendly. As it turns out, Miss Dovey and Miss Martin were inspired by a kindergarten teacher in Texas who posted a photo on Instagram showing her classroom desks transformed into Jeeps. As the head of the school, Paul Garcia, noted, I was truly pleased to hear when the idea to decorate the first graders' desks as Jeeps was presented to me. This is one example of many examples in which this team of teachers and all of our team search and find ways to make our students' learning environment fun and engaging, especially during this difficult time. 
You know, Dan, I have been, as I mentioned earlier, in so many conversations with parents who are wondering, is it okay to send my kids back to school? And if I do, what are they going to, what's their experience going to be like? And if I don't, what is the experience going to be like? And I have to tell you, as the parent of a second grader, the idea of walking into school and getting keys to the Jeep I know is something that my son would love. In fact, both of my sons would love it, you know, a preschooler and a second grader. I just love the creativity behind this and the way that form is meeting function, right? The the design of the Jeep is not only making the kids feel comfortable and, you know, it's aesthetically pleasing and it's creative and it's engaging, but it's serving this very important purpose of helping the kids not to infect each other. Yeah. And you know, the part of the story that I'm kind of surprised hasn't come up yet is why isn't Jeep sponsoring this? Oh, great question. Hopefully someone from Jeep is listening. This is a great opportunity, Jeep, to make little kits and send them to all the schools. Yeah, like I mean, about building brand awareness or, say, or or all of your Jeep owners and say, hey, here are the things we do or sponsor an individual classroom. You know, individual dealers could do stuff. I mean, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. And as we said in the last segment, having a little fun is what everybody needs right now. And certainly first graders are are great at having fun. And, and you know, we learn a lot uh, and in marketing about watching kindergartners and first graders and how they play and how they do things because it's so creative. And there's something that happens when we grow up where we sort of lose that creativity a little bit. And I love that, you know, and God bless teachers because they are, you know, among the most important people in the world and and drastically undervalued and undercompensated. But I love that these two women who are with first graders all day are thinking as creatively as these little kids are and really turning what could be a scary, intimidating situation into something that's super fun. Dan, I totally agree with you. You know, and what I think is fascinating about this time period we're in is, as you said at the outset here, the impact of COVID-19 on so many people personally, professionally, in terms of their health, in terms of their mental and emotional state, in terms of their finances, in terms of their career prospects, in terms of loss of life, has been earth-shattering. It's been absolutely devastating. And yet, there is some hope. There is a glimmer that we can look to and say, but this is different. This is exciting. Here's somebody that's, you know, taking the lemons and turning them into lemonade. You know, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who's an entrepreneur by the name of Steve Weaver. And he commented that if we were to go back a hundred years in time and grab someone and through a time machine, bring them into the present, everything they interacted with would seem radically different to them, except education. Education is the one area of our lives where the way we did this a hundred years ago is the same way we do it today. A teacher standing in the front of a classroom with a bunch of students sitting in desk, feet on the floor, face forward, you know, hands on their desk, not fidgeting, not moving, supposed to just write their lessons, hand in their homework, we're grading it by hand, et cetera, et cetera. That is the way most schools operate today. And while a visitor from 100 years ago would be like, wait, what? A telephone? Oh my gosh, TV? Oh, cars? What are you talking about? They would see all these things and be in shock. If you wanted to comfort them, you'd take them to the classroom. So 
one of the silver linings here, I think, is that the world of education has been forced because of COVID-19 to step into the modern era in an entirely new way. And I know that's uncomfortable for the teachers. It's potentially uncomfortable for some of the students and the parents, but I think it's long overdue. Well, and why are we sitting here talking about classrooms on a business show? The answer is because what Joey just said about education being forced into change is what most of us are feeling in our businesses today, no matter what industry we're in. Name an industry, and it's been forced into change in the last few months. And I think what's great about this story is that it is taking this forced change and it's saying, all right, we got this. We're going to roll with this. And we're going to do something different and better. And like many things that I think are going to come out of this pandemic, I bet maybe they'll get rid of the plexiglass uh, windows, but I'll bet those Jeeps stay because the kids love it and because it's fun. And the whole idea of handing them the keys to their education every year is brilliant. And so I think the lesson is that we can all be more creative, we can all have more fun, and we can lean into the change that the pandemic has required of us rather than resent it or be fearful of it or worse, push up against it. Oh, Dan, I love that phrase. You must have been a marketer handing them the keys to their education. I love it. I love it. Like kids are excited to go to school. Why not make everyone excited to go to school? I mean, as a parent walking into that classroom, I would be excited. Friends, we are only limited in this crazy pandemic time by our own creativity. There are opportunities to enhance the experience. It's just how willing are you to try something new, to innovate, to shift it up, to change it around? I'd like to conclude this segment with some words from Miss Martin, one of the first grade teachers who brought Jeep Desk into the classroom. Quote, all of us have some sort of anxiety about going back to school. It's going to look 100% different than it's looked in my 20 years of teaching. But our goal is making our kids happy. The playfulness will help them cope. If only we could all focus a little bit more on the playfulness we could use to help all of us cope. I think it's time to tell them. Really? Are you sure? Yeah, I, I think it's time. Okay, you know, I'm going to trust your gut on this one, Dan, and let's do it. You know, we've teased about this a little bit in the previous episodes, and I think it's time to make... The official announcement. Thanks to the support and encouragement from our good friends at Avtex, who, as our loyal listeners know, are our partners in creating the experience of this show for the third consecutive year. We have a new show coming your way, and it's called Experience Points. Experience Points is a new game show all about customer and employee experience. We want to share the best strategies and tactics for creating remarkable experiences while featuring some truly fun and exciting contestants. When you tune into Experience Points, which will be available in video form and as an audio podcast, you'll get to see our quote-unquote celebrity contestants answer questions about customer and employee experience and share their thoughts on how to make your interactions remarkable. 
Now, in the show, we play a series of three games, and each time a contestant answers a question correctly, they win points. These points then turn into dollars for the charity of the contestants choosing, thanks to a generous donation from our friends at Avtex, who transform customer experience through CX design and orchestration. Now, Joey and I have started recording some of these episodes, and we can tell you without a doubt, this show is going to be so much fun. (laughs) It's a hoot, friends. It's going to be awesome. We've got great contestants lined up, including the godfather of customer service, Chef Hyken. Innovation expert and trend spotter, Rohit Bhargava. New York Times bestseller and keynote speaker, Jay Bear. Executive coaching and attention strategist, Neen James. Small business coach and speakerpreneur, Marquesa Petway. The incredibly energetic and wildly entertaining owner of the Savannah Bananas baseball team, Jesse Cole. And many, many more. The show is coming in a few weeks, so keep your eyes open on social media and your ears on this podcast for the official kickoff announcement. And if you're so inclined, we'd love to have you check out Experience Points. With a pandemic sweeping the globe and shifting the way organizations interact with their customers, many of the old ways of operating just don't work anymore. As we all navigate a COVID-19 world, it's time to redesign the experience. Hey, Joey, remember those Capri Sun juice pouches from when you were a kid? Well, I don't know if the phrase when you were a kid necessarily applies because I always think that I was probably drinking some Capri Sun juice pouches well into high school. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think the the jingle, I seem to remember it was kind of like a Capri Sun. And then there would be this radio announcer voice saying like, now available in hologram packaging, you know, and that kind of thing. So yeah, they were tasty little, uh, I remember them as like a summer drink, you know? Poke the pouch with the straw, have a nice little energy drink, and get back to your playing. Exactly. Well, the marketer in me had to share this story because I think Capri Sun is doing something absolutely brilliant in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and the new school experiences that we talked about in the last segment. So I happened upon a full-page ad in the Chicago Tribune. Ooh, that's a big deal. Full-page ad. It is. And it showed a picture of a new pouch, which you'll, you'll find out about in a moment. And, and I'm going to read the words. Uh, it's a couple of paragraphs, but kind of imagine this ad in, in sort of a, a fun typeface. So it's not like a typeface. It's not like yeah, it, something fun. Yes, exactly. So the title of it says, We're Sorry. And here's what it reads. We're sorry that recess is on recess. We're sorry that masks aren't just for Halloween. And most importantly, we're sorry that the Capri Sun pouches you'll be receiving at school are filled with filtered water. We know that when you reach for our pouch, you expect your favorite juice drink. But sometimes things don't go as planned, especially in times as weird as these. Some of us wanted to be astronauts. Didn't happen. We're in the juice game and proud of it. And now, apparently, in the water game, too. You may be asking, Where's the juice? Well, with water fountains at many of your schools off limits, we want to help make sure you get the filtered water you need to help you stay hydrated so you can grow and thrive. That's why we're giving students across Chicagoland Capri Sun, we're sorry it's not juice, 
when they come back to class. Is it kids' number one favorite juice drink? Not even close. But although it may not be the pouch you want right now, it's the pouch you need. Your friends at Capri Sun. And at the bottom of the ad, maybe my favorite part, it says, we're sorry, kids. You're welcome, parents. I love it. I love it. Oh, there's so many things about this that are brilliant, Dan. First of all, talk about creative copy, right? It just speaks the truth. You know, we've talked about the last two segments, this idea of leading with empathy and acknowledging the elephant in the room. And this ad clearly does that. But it's also a little bit irreverent and it's fun and it's on brand for Capri Sun. I mean, if you think back to their commercials from when you were a kid or even just the memories you might have of drinking a Capri Sun, it was not this staid kind of, hey, this is a buttoned up drink. No, it was meant to be fun. It was meant to be playful. It was meant to be entertaining and engaging. And I feel like the ad is doing that, especially since they're almost like, it almost seems like they're slightly apologetic for the fact that it's just water, not juice. But they hit with a really important reason as to why they're doing that. Well, yeah. And so the picture that I mentioned before is of a fairly plain looking Capri Sun pouch. And it says, Capri Sun, we're sorry it's not juice. Like in all caps. <laughs> like that's the name of the product. Oh, I love it. And I, the other thing I thought was fascinating is I mean, this is a newspaper ad that is written to kids. Now, clearly, kids are not reading newspapers, right? So right. Um, clearly, this is really aimed at the parents. But the other thing that accompanied this ad that I thought was downright hilarious is they created a video that was essentially pretending that they were doing focus groups with kids about this new drink, except they weren't actually telling them what was in it. And so they, they go to these kids and they're like, oh, hey, we're here from Capri Sun. We we'd like you to try our new kids. Yeah, we'd like you to try a new flavor. And they taste it and the expression on their faces is just awesome. And they're like, kind of tastes plain. I think this one is, I think it's just water. <laughs> and the whole thing is absolutely hilarious. So we actually have some audio from this commercial and we'd love to play it. You definitely have to see it to see the kids' faces, but you'll get a great idea of what it's about just by listening. Here we go. Is this a joke? It doesn't have any flavor. Plain, it's it's just... What does it taste like? My mouth. It tastes like water. It's water! How can water be Capri Sun? Hit or miss? Miss. Is there anything you wish Capri Sun did differently? Probably not make it water. That's a great note. I love when companies are willing to either poke a little fun at themselves or be self-deprecating or just add some wittiness or humor to a situation that kind of warrants it. I mean, you know, they don't want to be making water pouches, but they are. They've been, we talked in a previous segment about having to pivot and having to adapt and doing so creatively. And so they're doing a great thing by putting these water in school and then they're making it fun. And I think that's, again, the marketer in me is what loved this. Well, and I, I, I love the playfulness, and I know you are a longtime fan of the witty Dan. There's also a throwback to the nostalgia piece of this, right? Like, as you said, the ad is written to kids, but let's be candid. It's written to the kid 
who now has kids, right? It's written to the parent who grew up on Capri Sun, who's now reading this going, oh, it's not your dad's Capri Sun or your mom's Capri Sun. It's the new Capri Sun that is the COVID-19 Capri Sun, which means it's not juice, it's water, which is just, it's playful, it's engaging. And from like a brand strategy point of view, it really allows them, I think, to kind of cleave off this experience when we get on the other side of COVID-19, right? So whether they continue to make water pouches or not, it's like they created this little moment in time, not only with the product, but with the messaging that ideally, you know, their audience feeling good about Capri Sun, whether they're buying the water pouch or they're buying the juice. Exactly. And, you know, to be clear, they're not the only company that has adapted their product because of COVID-19. We've read about a lot of uh, alcohol companies, for example, making hand sanitizer and uh, literally shutting down their facilities in order to pump out more hand sanitizer. We've heard about automobile companies making you know, medical equipment. And so there's a lot of companies that have done things like this. What I thought was different about this was the fact that they were able to turn it into really fun marketing and to just get people to relax and laugh a little bit, which frankly, we all need. Because as we've mentioned now a couple times on this episode, everybody's stressed out. Everybody just wants to kind of exhale. And if you read something funny or you watch this video uh, on YouTube, which is, you know, really will make you laugh, even if you're not a parent, it's the, these kids are, are awesome. I, I just think that's what the, what we all need right now, which is why I loved it. Yeah, and it's it's almost like it's a little bit of a throwback to a simpler time, right? I don't know about you, Dan, but when I think back to being a kid, not only was I not worried about a pandemic, but I wasn't worried about much of anything. You know what I mean? You're just being a kid. And I think one of the pieces of this puzzle that so many parents are struggling with is looking at kids today and thinking, what are the long-term implications of the stress that they're under and these shifts and these changes. Now, the good thing is kids are resilient. And as a general rule, kids don't know any different. I mean, we were talking about our boys and it's like, for all my son knows at age seven, you have a pandemic every seven years, right? Like his frame of reference is pretty small compared to his father's who it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a pandemic in my life and I'm fast approaching half a century old. So it's one of those things where I love the nostalgia play here combined with the playfulness, combined with the innovation of let's take our product in a new direction in response to what's going on in the world. Yeah, and I do want to clarify for our audience, Joey is the older one of the <laughs> co-hosts. So true. Uh, so I don't know anything about a half you couldn't, century. You couldn't tell by the uh, the hair, hairlines, but I am indeed the older of the two. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think to, to kind of conclude on this one, if you are in really any business, you have pivoted and you've had to do something different for your customers. And as we said at the outset of this episode, a lot of the things that we're doing right now are probably going to outlast the pandemic. And even if they don't literally, like let's say Capri Sun does not continue to make water pouches, what will outlast the pandemic is how people feel about the brand because of how the brand treated them at this moment in time. And I think I, I give kudos to the company for being brave and for being creative and for putting something out in the marketplace that not only is 
obviously helpful and useful and healthy to uh, the students. I should say, by the way, they were giving away these pouches. They're not selling them. So they, they gave them away to, to a, a whole bunch of schools in the Chicagoland area. So they're not only doing a good thing, but they're also brand building and they're doing it in a way that doesn't say, go out and buy Capri Sun. It says, we're a great company. We're here to help. We're here when you need us. And that's what people are looking for right now. So I say kudos. Great job. Wow. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, magazines and books to read, reality TV to watch. We don't take for granted that you've decided to spend some quality time listening to the two of us. We hope you enjoyed our discussions. And if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Come on over to experiencethisshow.com and let us know what segments you enjoyed, what new segments you'd like to hear. This show is all about experience, and we want you to be part of the Experience This Show. Thanks again for your time, and we'll see you next week for more Experience This. This.